and welcome to The Haunted Ride. I'm your host, Melissa Cummins, and thank you for joining me today. I hope you guys are having a great day. You know, um, I don't feel like I see this enough, but I, I always think it. <laughs> but I don't feel like I see it, but thank you for tuning into the podcast. Thank you if you subscribe. Thank you if you listen to any of the episodes. Just thank you for being here, because I do this for you guys, and I do it for myself too. You know, the supernatural means a lot to me. And I, I want to share those things with you guys. And I want you guys to share your things with me too. So in that, please remember to subscribe if you do like the show. Um, we are everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google, everywhere. <laughs> but we've got the website, which you can also send your stories into, which is thehauntedride.com. There is a send us your ghost story link. Click that, fill out the form. Um, you can also email thehauntedride at gmail.com and send in your story there. You can also attach a vocal file. And I I just, I really want to hear your guys' stories. You know, telling my own stories is fine and good and dandy. It's actually therapeutic for me, to be honest, to get it kind of off my chest. Because it's things I've never been able to talk about with anyone. So it's kind of like those secret things that stay in you and you think don't really affect you but they do so just thank you guys i really i really appreciate you guys all right so the story that we have today um i'm gonna try to make it kind of a quick story and not go into too much detail because i feel like the story from last week i went into too much detail maybe i also feel like almost want to apologize but kind of don't want to apologize because i do feel like i probably sounded bewildered and surprised, shocked, maybe even a little scared last week when I was telling the story. And that's not normally how I, I, I like to think that's not how I normally sound when I'm telling the stories, but I also feel like it makes it a little bit more real and a little bit more authentic that this is really what happened to me and this is how it really made me feel. Um, I know that it may have not sounded scary to you guys, but feeling like a spirit is trying to possess you is terrifying. You know, it's like feeling like you're getting stalked. But where a human has boundaries where you can get in, get inside, get in your car, you know, drive off, get into a space where hopefully you can feel like you can get away from that person, mentally they're still in your mind. And this is what I felt was the issue with that spirit was that mentally it was still there and it was following me everywhere I, it could. You know, you can't get away from the spirit, not if it's attached itself to you. And that's hard. So this story, I think most of the stories typically happen to me. This is the one time it happened to my mom. Well, I mean, there was there was the lamp thing. So this is like the second time it happened to my mom. Um, now, again, we're in the house. There's still an active portal. We I, By this time, we had gotten rid of the mirror I believe or maybe no we had not gotten rid of the mirror so this story actually technically happens before the mirror but I heard this I, I, it was I, I take it back I didn't hear anything I felt this feeling and it was weird I was in my bedroom with my door closed and locked and everything getting ready for bed and and I just felt like I felt like something was outside my door but not for me 
Now again, the layout of the house, all three bedrooms are essentially like back to back with one another. Well, when you come down the hallway, you walk from that hallway directly into what was my room. But if you turn left, and, and it's not like a left with a hallway, it's just you turn your body left, you would walk into the master bedroom and master bathroom. So my doorway and the master bedroom doorway were literally back to back. They were catty corner to one another. The door frame of my door met the door frame of my parents' door. This will be important in a moment. So I was just like, what the hell? So I open up the door and there's essentially what looks like a huge black shadow. And I don't think it had anything in its hand, but in my mind, it had something in its hand. Basically, if you could think of what the Grim Reaper looked like, that's what this thing looked like. It, it wasn't exact. It wasn't the cartoon. It it did have, in the, in the fact of it had a hood and you couldn't really entirely see its face. It had a deeper voice. It um, ha had something that it could hold in its hand, but it wasn't holding it at the time. And it wasn't a sickle. It just was a, a long thing. That's it. I can't even honestly describe the shape to you because it didn't take it out while it was there. I just knew that it had it on its possession. And, you know, at this point, I'm I'm big, big and bad. I've got my shields. I've gotten stuff out of the house. So I've got a little bit of like uh, come at me attitude because they've been coming at me this whole time and I finally figured out how to deal with them. So, you know, I'll deal with you too. You might be here and you may get the upper hand once or twice, but I'll deal with you too. It's not that much of a big deal. Like I can handle this. The thing was, it didn't want anything to do with me, really. It wanted my parents and particularly my mom. Um, it wanted to hurt her. Now, to share something, my family um, is from a whole bunch of different places, but it is also members of the family practice Santeria, which if you don't know what that is, essentially the way that I like to describe it is kind of like, I think what people picture witchcraft to be, not what it necessarily is, but what people picture it to be, or they picture voodoo to be, but it's, um, it was their way of essentially practicing their beliefs and tying it in with Catholicism. So in Santeria, anything that you do spiritually, you do towards a spirit. I'm sorry, you do it towards a saint. And that saint is then going to bless you with whatever it is that you want. But you don't always have to do it with a saint. Sometimes you can ask a saint to help you do something bad. So members of my family on my maternal side practiced good santeria, protection, things like that. But family members on my paternal side um, practice bad santeria. So they would send spirits after you. They'd send stuff after you. So this, this thing, I didn't feel like it came from the portal at all. I felt like it was sent after my mother. I just happened to be psychic. And so I could see it. And I told it, well, you can't hurt her. I'm not going to let you. And it was like, well, it basically called me a little girl and told me, 
it's extremely offensive because it was like, I'm going to do what it is that I want to do. That's what I was tasked to do. And you're just standing in my way. You're going to slip up one of these days. And that protection that you think you have around her isn't going to be there. And then I'm going to get what it is that I want. And I was like, well, good luck. So it goes away. You know, I think everything's fine. We have no problems for a couple weeks. But for a few days in a row, I didn't put a shield around my mom. And all of a sudden, she ended up in the hospital. Like, it was so incredibly sudden. We didn't even know what was wrong with her. And it essentially was that she wasn't getting enough oxygen at all. Like, it was like something was stealing your, her breath. And that is actually a common sign in Santeria that someone has put something on you. Because there is a specific ritual and a specific spirit that you can get that will do that. It will, it's almost like, um, people call it the hag, but this is, that's, it's, that's not what it looks like. It just kind of has the same ability, which is that it steals your breath. You're not, you're not completing your breathing cycle. And so it takes a little bit more and it takes a little bit more and it takes a little bit more. And then you end up where you don't have enough oxygen in your body. So my mom had other various issues, but that landed her in the hospital. We were like, what in the world happened? Like we were rushing over there to take care of her, try and bring her food. The doctors, um, had to give her oxygen. They had to inject her with some stuff. She was not doing very well at all. And I could not for the life of me think of what was wrong. And then it just dawned on me that I'd seen that thing and that it wanted her, like it wanted to hurt her. I, I had forgotten in all the chaos, really, you know, I would go to school and then my dad would pick me up and we'd go right to the hospital and we'd stay there for however long and then we'd come home because I didn't want to leave. So it, it was, I was exhausted. Being the house, I was exhausted. And then you have this ordeal going on made me even more exhausted. It really hadn't dawned on me for a while until I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I wonder if that's what's hurting her. I wonder if that's what happened. And I, I put a shield around her in the hospital and I made sure to continuously put it on and kind of refresh it as much as possible. And she started getting better. Now, she probably, you know, in all honesty, she probably started getting better from the medicine or from whatever it was they were giving her. But until this point in time, she was not getting any better. She was just, they had her stable, but not really getting better. She did kind of like a miraculous turnaround. Later on, I think she spoke to one of our relatives and they told her point blank that someone had put something on her, basically kind of like a, a, a hex to hurt her. I don't know if it was to like kill her, but it was basically to hurt her. And she never told me if they told her how it came off of her or, you know, anything like that. I don't remember them. I, I don't remember a conversation of where she said, hey, you know, this is what's going on. This is what happened. I don't remember any of that, but I do think I did help. I, I do think that um, I did help because in any time I'd put a shield around her before it, it worked for her. And then, of course, the one time that I don't, basically, is when this thing gets what it wants. So I also thought this would be a good time to talk about um, what happened when we were leaving the house. 
I had figured out how to close the portal. Basically from watching a haunting. <laughs> I pretty much watched a haunting. I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. <laughs> I think maybe I can do it. I think maybe if I just like gather as much strength as I can, I can do it. It took a period of about like three days consecutively working on it and working on it and working on it and working on it. Um, and even with that, it was almost like I, I feel like the portal had been closed, but I feel like it and I, I talked about this last episode where it's kind of like that that mental thing to like, if you think about it, it'll come back. Like I, I, I felt like while the portal was a main part of the issue we had in the house, there were other problems not related to things that were in the house, but just the house, maybe the house's location or maybe what the house was built on. I don't really know, but I just felt like, I felt like in my mind, I had kind of always thought, oh, it was the portal. <laughs> it was always like, that's what, that's what had caused all the problems. And then I closed it and I was like, no, 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 there's still, there's still stuff here. So I did the best that I could. But dealing with those things is tricky. And I think I also talked about uh, quite a number of times that uh, everyone's energy in the house was very negative. Anger, rage, depression, acts that I don't think they would have committed otherwise. I don't think that I don't think that anything that happened to anyone in the house emotionally was caused by the haunting of the house. I think it was like innately in that person. Like for me, it was depression. So I think that what picked up, what, what started it was my grandmother's death and I was sad. And then some of the other things that happened in the house. I think no matter what, those things that happened in the house would have led to my depression. But I don't think that those things would have maybe have occurred um, without the haunting in the house. I feel like the haunting in the house amplified everyone. It amplified, if you had a, a certain emotion, it amplified that tenfold. And then that kind of led to a chain reaction of happenings that caused all these other things to become spiraling out of control. But when, when I closed the portal, that kind of stopped. There's a new light and there was a new air in the house. I kind of, I think at that time, that was the first and only time I ever understood why my mom had bought this house, why she thought it would be a good house. Like I had never understood it from when I was a kid, but there was still stuff in the house and around the house and I think on the house's property, maybe just that whole neighborhood, I think, in and out. But at least that had kind of been dealt with. So as this is the last story I have to go on what happened in the house, I also wanted to talk about the effects that the house had on me afterwards. I was still really depressed. Um, even to this day, I'm not depressed, but... I always feel like I'm playing catch up with myself personally because I never really knew myself in that house. I never really got a chance to find out who is Melissa. You know, it, it affected me. And I think the things that happen in that house will always affect me in some way, shape or form, no matter how much work or how much progress I make on myself as a person. And we're just talking personally, not spiritually. Spiritually, it changed my I think my beliefs were changing no matter what, but my general thought process on the supernatural was expanded, you know, tenfold. Um, I never wanted to live in a haunted house again. I didn't want to do anything with a haunted house. 
I really didn't want to do anything with spirits, but I would still feel them. And so I, I still have plenty of other stories, but as far as the house goes, I think I've told all the main ones that I could think of slash wanted to tell, but it changed my life. Living in that house changed my life. It changed everything that I believed in, everything that I thought was possible that could happen. It changed what I wanted to be in life. It changed my hopes and my dreams and what I thought I could accomplish. And, you know, that's as much physical and mental as it was spiritual. It changed where I would shop. You know, it changed. I, I They say that if you go through a paranormal experience as a child, it opens you up later on as an adult. And I tried to close myself off. I tried so hard to close myself off but it just never worked nothing I did ever worked and I I don't know if that's just how strong my psychic ability is or if that's just from I had a psychic ability and and it's just always going to be there or I had these paranormal experiences and so they opened me up so wide that nothing I ever do will be able to close me off but I think at least now, especially sharing some of these stories, I feel like I have a little bit of peace with it all. I mean, of course, they're still scary. Of course, they're still there. They'll always kind of be in the back corner of my mind in a little box marked supernatural that I try not to go into. But at least I know what can happen. And at least I know how it's best for me to deal with things. And that's that's important, I think, for me to say is, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a supernatural experience, please don't sit there and go, oh, Melissa dealt with it this way, so I guess this is the best way to deal with it. No, research. Think about it. Send your story in, and if I know anything else about it, even if that's not what I did, I'll share it with you because everyone's experience is different and how everyone can deal with things is different and what works for everyone is different. This is just what worked for me, and it's what worked for me because of my abilities and my strengthen those abilities. You know, everything works differently for everybody else. So I just kind of, I felt like that would be the best way to kind of end the chapter of my first haunted house. Um, and I hope that you liked all of the stories. I hope that they help you in some way. So with that, that's all I have today. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you guys end up with a big smile on your face today. And um, at the very least, don't let the ghost get you. Have a good one, guys.